The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. I think it is uh, absolutely fair to say that most of you uh, miss traveling, whether it's uh, visiting another province or another country. We know that the pandemic has canceled plans for so many people, and that has kicked Canada's tourism industry right in the gut. Destination Canada, which is the tourism board for Canada, says the industry is facing a, a crisis greater, now get this, than the combined impacts of September 11th, the SARS outbreak, and the global financial crisis. So what can be done about it, and what is being done about it. Let's find out with the CEO of Destination Canada, Marsha Walden. Marsha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for inviting me today, Jaylen. I was wondering if you're going through your, your phone and, 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 and looking at the pictures from this time last year before all hell broke loose, uh, what were you up to? Were you like, I was emceeing <laughs> conferences. I was at a birthday party that had about 40 people there. I mean, it, it is really something and planning a trip and planning trips. That's what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like most Canadians, we're all wistfully uh, waiting for that opportunity <laughs> when we can get out and about again, uh, you know, whether it's even within our own province uh, or across the country Um, you know there's so many amazing things to do in Canada we're all just eager to get going and uh, hopefully that will all come uh, fairly soon. Marcia give us some of the specifics you know about just how bad it is as far as you know the jobs lost the offices shut down Uh, I mean what numbers do you have to 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 tell us and tell tell the members you know of my of my listening audience about the the situation facing the industry right now sure well I'm certainly happy to do that Um, most people don't realize how big tourism is in our country it's uh uh, an industry that generates over a hundred billion dollars a year for our economy, and it's actually responsible for one in ten jobs in our country, either directly or in- indirectly. So last year, as we all know, this year of, of COVID was devastating for for travel and tourism. Um, and sometimes it's hard to wrap your head around numbers like billions, but consider this: we lost half a million jobs. So those are individuals who are no longer working uh, because travel and tourism has been uh, restricted in the last year. And, um, you know, we all know the the good reasons why that was, um, but the the repercussions of that are nonetheless very severe. So at a business level, what does that mean? Well, um, hotels since last April have had their revenues reduced by 71%. Airlines revenues since last April are down 91%. And we're probably all pretty familiar with walking down our um, main streets of our communities and seeing that, you know, most of the restaurants and pubs and other things that might be open, and they're not open in every part of the country, um, are are operating at half capacity. So Mm -hmm. no business can survive under those conditions. And, um, you know, uh, tourism is a particularly seasonal business, so if we don't have a strong summer, it's very difficult to kind of eke out an existence through winter. And last summer, of course, was not bad um, for, for uh, you know, Canadians having some freedom to travel, but it certainly doesn't make up for the difference of having international visitors with us who generally spend much more than Canadians do. So, um, you know, when we when we look at this recovery uh, for the tourism industry, if we just kind of, you know, go along, how long will it take to get 
it back on its feet? Mm-hmm. Well, um, certainly for many businesses, they may never get back on their feet. And, and heading into the possibility of not having a second summer will meet, you know, mean the demise of a great, great number of tourism businesses. In general, when we look uh, ahead a number of years, to get back to the record levels that we saw in 2019, um, most forecasters would say that's going to take us out to about 2025, shockingly. And um, so it's a long, slow climb back. And the reason is not so much that um, visitors won't want to come to our shores again, uh, but that big parts of our supply chain will be very impaired. Um, You know, hotels that used to exist may not exist any longer. The transportation connections between communities will be broken. So there are going to be a lot of... Um, complex considerations that um, mean that our supply chain may also take some time to to get back up and running. What I will say, sorry, no, I was just going to say, yeah, just to touch on that, you look at the number of uh, flights that have been, you know, have been cut. You look at, um, uh, you know, all those things, and they're just not there. They're, they're just not going to necessarily come back once things get better, once the green light is given. There's so many factors. Mm-hmm. There really are. And, of course, you know, for those half million people that lost their jobs in tourism yes. uh, over the course of last year, many of them have simply had to move on and go to other industries and, you know, look for work wherever they can find it. And they may not necessarily return. So, you know, part of that supply chain problem is the labor force and getting enough um, uh, frontline workers as well as senior executives, many of whom have lost their jobs um, as a result of huge cutbacks in uh, in the industry. And so, um, you know, there's been devastation at, at every level. So, what so what's I was being done? To, sorry. No, go ahead. I keep cutting you off. I've got so many questions. Just, I'll shut up for a minute. Go ahead. No, no, no. I just like to. Uh, I just like to make an important point because it it is doom and gloom to be sure, but there is some light, and that is that Canadians have enormous power in their own decisions to help rebuild. Uh, tourism revenue in this country. By far and away, the biggest market for travel and tourism in Canada is Canadians. Mm-hmm. And um, the decision, you know, every year Canadians spend about $28 billion outside of our country on international vacations. And if they vote with their dollars this year and choose to travel in Canada, uh, even just take two thirds of what you might normally spend on an international holiday and spend it in Canada doing something amazing and that can make up uh, the the shortfall that we experienced in 2020 um, and hopefully will not experience again in 2021. So that would go a long way if, if we just said, okay, you know what, let's, you know, just park it. And I know a lot of folks, they want to head back down to Mexico. They want to head to, to wherever. They want to go to a sunspot or something like that. But what, you know, Destination Canada would be urging people is to say, hey, let's take another look at our own backyards and, and maybe spending some of that cash there because not only are you getting a great uh, vacation, but you are helping an industry and helping an industry big time. Like it'll go mm-hmm. a long way to help. Absolutely. And and if you customarily do a sun vacation and you're partial to beaches, well, think about all the parts of Canada that have amazing lake country and the Okanagan and, you know, uh, coastal areas uh, throughout the country that can offer an incredible beach experience right through uh, to the end of September for most locations. And uh, so think about just 
changing your your pattern a little bit this year and i think most canadians will be really pleasantly surprised and you know we have legendary experiences that most of the world wants to come here for so why not enjoy those yourself this year Marsha Walden is the CEO of Destination Canada, um, we, and she's joining us this afternoon. I'm curious to know when, you, when you're talking to you know the players in the industry, when you're talking to those uh, owners and those operators, we've heard the words pivot a lot uh, throughout the pandemic and, and needing to do that and, and maybe look at best practices and what we're going to do on the other side of this. What do you think that the industry needs to do? I mean, we can we can ask travelers to do this, but what does the industry need to do to um, you get those travelers or those tourists comfortable with traveling again? Even though I know a lot of folks mm-hmm. want to get, get at it, I think there's some that are like, I'm going to pump the brakes for a while longer. Yeah, well, I think what industry has done an amazing job of so far is just completely retooling their operations to ensure the safety of their staff to ensure that guests, um, you know, would not be in an environment where transmission is possible and just reconfiguring all of their operations to put safety and uh, health and safety and hygiene at the top of the list of requirements. So for for listeners that have not yet ventured out into, um, uh, you know, getting aboard an airplane or staying in a hotel, I can tell you all of those practices and protocols are hugely different from what we experienced a year ago. And they will feel safe and they will recognize um, what these businesses have done to to change how they operate and accommodate all of those needs. So um, Canadians, I think, should expect that they'll see a very different environment when they get out and about and that one that they can have a lot of confidence in. Oh, I think a lot of people are, are really concerned about um, the costs of of travel when we're allowed to do it again. What, what can we expect on that front, or what are you hearing on that front um, about you know taking flights, booking hotels, all of that sort of stuff? Is it is it going to be an effort to try to get people back, and maybe those costs will be um, good or or is it going to be uh, we need to make up and we we need to make some cash here we need to survive what do you think yeah well there there's a, going to be a bit of both in my view and and this is you know more of a a forecast than a reality at this point but um you know every business has has uh, got increased debt load now that it will have to be made up over time but i think what we may see out of the um out of the gate is that businesses are just so um motivated to get more volume coming through the doors uh to ensure that um you know they have some chance of a a reasonable peak season that there may be some deals out there in the early stages but i would not anticipate they would last um all that long because as volume starts to catch up with the decreased supply uh that we now have then there's going to be pressure on prices to increase in my view and so you know i I think you know a price point is always a good kickstarter to get somebody to act now and get going Um, But over the long term, this is an industry that's been crippled um, by, uh, you know, lack of revenue and the need to take on more debt. And so it's going to ultimately be reflected in prices, not just here in Canada, but everywhere in the world. 
Uh, before I let you go, um, you know, the word of, of the vaccine, the vaccine rollout uh, in North America, not just Canada, but the U.S. as well, because, gosh, you know, sooner or later, it'd be great to have that border reopen when it's safe to do so. But the vaccine and the news about that must must give you and, and, and those players in the industry uh, some optimism, just like it's given, you know, all of us sitting here just waiting to get the shot in the arm. Oh, of course it does. I mean, all of industry was waiting on the hope that there would be a vaccine. Um, and, uh, of course, we're, we're now seeing, I think it's four approved, uh, which is terrific. Uh, the rollout plans are starting aggressively now. Uh, so we believe Canada is in good shape. Um, but lots of other Western nations, you know, we cannot be complacent. Um, many other Western nations are um, proceeding at, at great speed, and mm-hmm. tourism is about as competitive a space as you can imagine. Um, <laughs> people that want to travel will choose to travel to a place that they feel is ahead of the game, and so it's really important for Canada to stay uh, in front of the pack. Um, in the early days, our response to um, treating COVID-19 and, and um, putting the right protocols in place gave us an exceptionally good reputation worldwide from how we were managing it. We were, in fact, in the top three in the world for how travelers perceived Canada to be managing uh, COVID. And it's important we stay in that top um, bunch of considerations uh, as, as we move forward through the vaccine rollout. Marsha, thank you for joining me this afternoon. Interesting conversation, and uh, and I guess we'll see what the coming months bring with with vaccine and, and what's going to happen on that front. But uh, I think that there's a lot of folks that, whether it's uh, here at home or, or elsewhere, they, people do want to travel again. People miss traveling, and you know it, it could be just hopping over to Saskatchewan or hopping over to BC, whatever it is. But people want to do it and uh, and get moving again. So fingers crossed that things continue to move forward thank you for joining me this afternoon thank you very much and uh, i encourage all canadians to start planning now it could be a great summer for them <laughs> fingers crossed marcia walden is the ceo of destination canada joining us this afternoon all right 780-496-0063 um, are, are you talking about it uh, at your house are you even thinking about it I mean, as soon as the, the vaccine conversation started happening, you know, Coach and I, my husband and I started talking about the possibility of, okay, well, when when will we might be able to travel? And, and travel not necessarily to Mexico or whatever like that. I'm talking about even, you know, going back to northern Ontario to see my family. Or maybe, you know, is it possible to get to New Orleans, you know, at the end of the year? And what about all of you who, you know, um, who, like Dale, Dale sent me in a picture from this time last week, uh, last year. You know, he was a snowbird in Palm Springs. He says, came home on, on March 22nd. He's standing out in the sun and pointing at a sign that says, mischief. I love it. But what are you thinking about? You know, y- you look, as I said, you look a year ago through your phone at the photos of this week and what you were up to.